Hello again, everybody. Welcome to Good to Know Shreveport Bossier. This is a podcast showcasing all the good things happening in our community. My name is Jeff Bynfor, and this is uh, Paul Reeser. He's my co-host. He's a, uh, a member of the uh, Committee of 100, part of the board of, uh, there, and uh, former owner of all the Sonic restaurants you've ever seen around the Shreveport Bossier area. Uh, and he sold all of those now, and he's he's rich as can be. So <laughs> we let him do this as a sideline. Rich anyway, in happiness. Yeah, we uh, focus on economic development on this podcast and economic growth, all the good things and the initiatives going on around our community. And we have new episodes every other Wednesday. And you can find Good to Know wherever you listen to podcasts with the video version available at ktbs.com. We have a very special guest today. Paul, do the honors and take away the introduction. Well, thank you very much because I'm excited about today's, well, I'm always excited, but this is an especially uh, prestigious, I would say, guest today. I know, Jeff, you're always uh, surprised when I'm able to get someone prestigious on, but... I don't uh, think I'll have any connections to this one today. I always do. All of our guests is a hidden connection, but I don't think today. I think you may be surprised. So our guest today is Bill Bailey, and he is the CEO of Radiance Technologies. Now, everybody's heard of Radiance Technologies because they sponsor the Independence Bowl, but it's a technology technology and independent and uh, I'm sorry engineering firm and uh, not only are they sponsoring the Independence Bowl but they're also opening an office here in Shreveport which is exciting so Bill Bailey welcome to our program all right thank, thank you guys for having me it's a pleasure talking about two my my two favorite subjects Louisiana and radiance technology so uh, <laughs> well and and that's when uh, you know people think well this guy's got offices all over the country uh, why would he come to Shreveport so it's really interesting you have a close connection with Shreveport even though you're from Alabama so could you tell us why you have this affection for for North Louisiana well I uh, I grew up in Alabama but my wife and I my high school sweetheart we got married when we were 17 so I came to uh, Louisiana uh, in December of 1979, I was 17 years old, uh, had a wife, baby on the way, high school dropout, and uh, had just joined the Air Force and was being signed at Barksdale. So over the next seven and a half years, I had three children, uh, continued to grow my career in the Air Force. The Air Force sent me to Louisiana Tech for two and a half years to get an engineering degree. And uh, so then I left Shreveport Bossier after seven and a half years uh, with a much different storyline. I was well educated. I had the skills and stuff uh, to to basically take me where I'm at now, the CEO of a uh, uh, several hundred million dollar corporation. So uh, my, my, a lot of affection for Louisiana and Northwest Louisiana in particular. Well, that's, I mean, that's such a cool story. And I may regret this, but are you still married to the same uh, same lady? Oh yeah, yeah. We've been. Before, uh, we've had four. We got four more children since we've left. Wow, wow. <laughs> man, it's just a great story to see just that accomplishment. Seventeen, and what the Air Force did, and what Louisiana Tech did, and what you've done for yourself. But also, you left Louisiana with this great engineering degree, and uh, and maybe that's part of why we're you're bringing this technology, all these jobs. Another thing I want to talk about. So you're opening an office right here in Shreveport, Louisiana. How many people are you going to be employing, and, and what type of jobs are you talking about bringing here? Well, we uh, we got three people right now. We have uh, had employees in Shreveport for a couple of years now, but we wanted to formalize uh, having an office. So we uh, went from couch surfing, basically, as a company, 
to yeah. opening an office at, with the BRF. Uh, so so we, we put a shingle out for all practical purposes. Now, so, you know, we're supporting Global Strike, but we're also looking at doing, bringing some other work to Shreveport. So the jobs we're looking at are research and development, engineering jobs, uh, and we think uh, we'll bring about 150 jobs to the North Louisiana area nice. over three years or so. Well, I do know your song, uh, Won't You Come Home, Little Bailey. <laughs> right? I mean, come on. Not, you've never heard that before, right? <laughs> no, no, no. I tell people all the time, uh, you age yourself by telling me you know that song. Yeah, thank you. you know, I'm about three. What is that song? Understands that. You've never heard, heard song? that song? I'm Won't you come know. home, Bill Bailey? I've heard it. I've heard it. Won't you come it. home? <laughs> come on. So, uh, so you talk about why? Why are we doing this? Uh, hey, look, we're we're scattered all over. I guess we could park this office anywhere we wanted to. Right. But at the end of the day, guys. Uh, when I got out of the service, so, you know, you heard the story. I joined enlisted when I was 17. I moved around. We, we went from from Shreveport to Tech to Wright-Patterson, Ohio, to Albuquerque, New Mexico. And then the wall came down. Then the family and I decided to get out of the service and put down roots somewhere. Now, at the time, we owned a house in Bossier City. So it would have been easy for us to move back to Bossier if there had been an engine robust engineering job market there right and uh there was not so we decided to move back to alabama move to huntsville which has redstone arsenal and plant our family there and so at the end of the day uh i want to help create an r d engineering uh ecosystem around uh shreveport along with the brf and uh, uh, shreveport bozier so that other people that are that have high tech degrees, if they look around one day and say, "I want to move home to Shreveport," they can do that. You know, they're not forced into making the decision not to move back to Shreveport because there's not a robust viable job market. For That's true. There's a lot of the high tech jobs that do leave Louisiana. You get we have great uh, great colleges, great schools, and then and then what you said yesterday. There's a brain drain. Basically, a lot of folks. Uh, they go off to get these great jobs. So tell, could you tell us a little bit more about what Radiance Technology does? Yeah, we do engineering and research and development for the Department of Defense and the intelligence community. And, and so they just released two uh, rankings, I guess, within the last six weeks that we're kind of proud of. First of all, we just we just hit the top one of the top 100 companies supporting the Department of Defense in the uh, in the intelligence community. Wow, and congratulations. 2,600 companies in this market space, and we're one of the top 100 now. So that happened this year. Now, another thing is within our business area, our, our business classification code, NAICS code, <coughs> we are the second largest supporter of research and development efforts for the R&D, for the defense R&D community. So, you know, we're not a small business in those spaces. And so we're, we're moving back to Shreveport because there's a robust job market uh, and uh, there's people there. But but what we do is basically three types of business. Nowadays, the common response we get when we go see new customers is Radiance. Are you the guys that sponsor the bowl game? <laughs> nice. So you kind of go in with the perception that you're not a small company, mm -hmm. right? So the, And they've heard of you. So that's a, that's a nice deal. Uh, but so hey, let me tell you how the way this works. So I talked to the uh, 
previous sponsor about what I wanted. And they, they're like, hey, you'll get that in spades. So the week we made the announcement, which was not a whole week, the branding services, the people that monitor web searches, uh, reported that Radiance became the 22nd most searched for brand in America that half week. Wow. The following week, uh, which was the first full week we had been named the Independence Bowl sponsor, we were the third most searched for brand in America. So you got to figure, of all the web searches in the world looking for companies, that following week, Radiance Technologies, this this thousand-person company out of Huntsville, Alabama, was the third most searched for brand in America. So it has it has it has hit all our wickets. It, that is smart. It hits every. It's, it's almost like the CEO of this engineering tech company is a smart guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, this engineer he's a lucky guy. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know about that, but so. Obviously, you're happy with this sponsorship. Do you see this becoming a real long-term thing? I know you just re-upped it for another year or two, but uh, you see this lasting a long, long ways down the road? No, I think it's very possible. You know, our board will have to approve that. We're in a five-year contract. We'll have to renegotiate it. But, I mean, it's like I've told Missy. At the end of the day, for years, people think about the Sugar Bowl and Allstate. You know, unless something goes wrong or unless somebody poo-poos the idea, I could, I would love for it to be the Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl for the rest of my life, to be honest. <laughs> well, and most people do a two-year two-year term. As long as I've been here, it's always a two-year contract. And you guys jumped in with a five-year, so that's exciting. That shows your commitment. So what are some things? It seemed like I saw in a press release that you, you said you are doing things to enhance the Independence Bowl and to help, and help that. What are some things you're doing that are actually enhancing the bowl. Well, and this was Frank Hour's idea, and Frank and Missy's pitched it to us, is we're doing the Radiance Technologies Innovation Bowl. Right. It's taking and inviting all the universities affiliated with the univer- with the uh, Independence Bowl to, uh, to basically go to do some research on a socially significant issue. Uh, research topics. So we're doing uh, a the topic we've chosen this year is how can you use geospatial information to uh, project weather uh, weather type uh, phenomenology. And so we put that out to all the universities. And there's a twenty five thousand dollar prize for the university that wins this innovation bowl. Mm-hmm. So put it out, and the universities will come up with a solution. And in December, they will pitch their solution to uh, this topic. And we'll down select, uh, I believe, a few universities, maybe three. And then they'll go off and do the uh, research, and then they will present their solution sometime in the end of the academic year. And then we will have judges, our CTO, chief technical officer, some of our senior management, some of the Independence Bowl guys will select the winning project, and then that those guys will get a twenty-five thousand. That university will get a twenty-five thousand uh, dollar, you know, check yeah, from the Independence Bowl. So we're trying to do things to raise the profile uh, and of the bowl game. That's great. Uh, make it an in, uh, tied to innovation. We're an engineering company. And we're like a defense that. contractor, so the Independence Bowl is uh, appropriate for a defense contractor. And then the Innovation Bowl is appropriate for a techno- technology firm to, to sponsor as well. Great ideas. Um, you, uh, 
Talk a little bit about uh, the weapons systems you were, you were mentioned early on and uh, how you work with those. And I guess what you're trying to do is figure out ways so the other weapon systems can't defeat the U.S. weapon systems using technology. Can you, I, I mean, don't give away any secrets or anything, but kind of talk about how that works. Oh, he was going to tell you all the secrets, Jeff. <laughs> I thought he might. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, so the way that kind of works, so the, the example I used from the intelligence community is rocket man the korean guy so when he lights the fuse on a rocket you know there are people who look at that rocket they they call various means of collecting the data and then people look at that rock the data various data sets from an engineering perspective and they look at it and they say okay here's how it performed here's how this rocket performed compared to the last rocket he launched Okay, and here's kind of an upgrade of technology. Did was it more accurate? Was it more stable in its flight? Did it fly a longer trajectory? Uh, did it malfunction? If it malfunctioned, what malfunctioned? So that gives you an idea. You know, same thing with like the a new fighter. If you see one, uh, we do engineering technology uh, studies to determine. You know, is it more agile than the last fighter? Is it faster? Does it have more capability? Is it more resilient? Those kinds of things. So that give you guys kind of high level. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, I think I get some of the basics, but is there a concern or is anybody catching up to the United States or is there something oh, we yes. be worried about? Oh, yes. I mean, at the end of the day, you know, we t they talk about near peer competition nowadays and they refer to China and Russia. And back in the Cold War days, Russia was our near peer. But uh, I would rephrase that as absolute peer competition. China okay. is as good as we are in most areas and better than us in some. So the focus on enhancing our technology, better understanding uh, their, their capabilities and technologies uh, is definitely at a premium right now. You know, wow. we're, we're out of the uh, insurgent war, the ter war on terrorism, and we're, we've got a real, real enemy nowadays, and he's capable. He's very capable. Now, you make an argument during the Cold War, the Russians had large numbers, but they didn't have our capabilities. Uh, that's not the case with China. That's, that's kind of scary, Bill. Uh, it, it, well, yeah, it is. A, you know, hey, look, we're living in a different world. Uh, it's not near peer. It's absolute peer, true yeah. peer. Wow. So that, it's, a, it's a constant. In some cases, we may be the near peer. Wow. That's why we need companies like yours, right, to keep America on top in this, uh, I guess you could call it an arms race. Well, it, it, yes, sir, it is. Uh, we're in a, you know, world changes, and we're in a position we've never been in before to where we are very much threatened yeah wow well, well i tried to go on a happy note with the independence well, I mean, ball, it's, it's a little sobering but Way i mean this is stuff no, we need is, to know i mean for heaven's sakes absolutely um all right let's bring it back around uh back to shreveport Bossier and all the things that you're going to do here you're going to put new offices in you're going to hire a bunch of people you're going to continue your sponsorship with uh, the independence bowl and obviously this this place is, is really near and dear to your heart Oh, absolutely. Uh, I, I come back a lot. Uh, I've come back to Ruston. I often come back to Shreveport. Uh, 
So I bring my kids back to Shreveport. Like I said, three of my kids were born in Shreveport at Barksdale Air Force Base Hospital. The four that we've adopted, uh, I bring them back because that's part of the family legacy, right? Because of Shreveport Bossier, uh, because of Louisiana Tech, these kids enjoy a lifestyle uh, that we may not have been able to provide them had we not been there look i tell people all the time i learned a lot i learned most of what i needed to succeed in life while i was at barstow and at tech i learned what excellence looks like i learned how to achieve it i learned how to uh, sustain it uh, I, I can't say enough uh, about all the goodness that shreveport Bozier, barksdale and and north louisiana has brought into my life and my family's life my so it's near and dear to our heart. Well, that's exciting. What it, and like I say, it's a great story. I love the story uh, and it's truth. And I love you being such an advocate for Shreveport and coming back. What are some things that local people can do if they're interested in maybe, maybe coming to work for you? Or is there any, anything you want folks locally here to know about you know, how they can get involved with your company or the Independence Bowl? I keep watching our website for jobs because we we're posting jobs uh, for the Shreveport Bossier area. Is that radianstechnology.com or? Radiancetech.com, R-A-D-I-A-N-C-E-T-E-C-H.com. And, uh, you know, hey, look, we're, we're coming. We're going we're gonna to create jobs. Like I told uh, uh, Mr. Pearson uh, earlier this year, we were talking about various ways the state can help, which, by the way, I want you guys to know, there is not a doubt in my mind that Radiance is wanted in Shreveport, Bossier, North Louisiana. Yeah. The mayor made that well known. The chambers of commerce have made that well known. Uh, LSUS, Bossier Parish Community College. It, it, is, it is heartwarming when I come back there and talk to people about economic development and how welcoming you guys are and how accommodating you guys are. So, you know, you guys are top notch when it comes to showing people you want them in Shreveport, Bossier. Awesome. And so, be, like I told Mr. Pearson, uh, when he was talking about ways to help do this, I'm like, we're going to do this. It's just a matter if it takes two years, five years, ten years, we're going to do this. And he's like, well, hey, Bill, we're here to help you do it as quickly as possible. So, uh so you know, that is encouraging. So Shreveport Bossier has been has been good to do business with. Absolutely, they most certainly are. Fantastic. And you mentioned earlier, you said there's people here, and I, I know what you meant by that was that there's a there's a good workforce to draw from. And uh, what are you looking for from your workforce? Uh, we're looking for well, first of all, we're an employee-owned company. So uh, at the end of the day, you know. We're looking for people who want skin in the game, who want to work for a company. They want to own the company, and they want to act like owners, okay? Uh, we have very generous benefits package. We, uh, everybody owns stock in the company. Everybody will own stock in the company. And uh, so we're looking for people who want more than just a job. We're looking for people who want a career and want to be uh, impactful to the overall company. I'm sure with uh, those kind of parameters, you have a pretty enthusiastic workforce already, right? Oh, yeah. We did a study uh, last year. You know, I get all these national studies that say, you know, the, the, the culture's good. 
the employees are happy and 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 i see those stuff and i break the data down i usually get about 200 employees respond so last year i hired an independent uh agency to do a survey of radius employees gave them all 950 of our employees uh contact information and they went out and collected the data got a hold of 600 employees and they came back and said uh hey bill at the end of the day, 97% of your employees are satisfied or highly satisfied with radius. And then, and then wow. they said, at the end of the day, we've never seen numbers like that before. We have a culture that is just second to none. That is absolutely huge. I mean, employee ownership. Work, workforce across America is probably 27% engaged and, and satisfied in their work. So, uh, a I mean, you think I'm being sarcastic, but that's that's the real number. Most people are not happy with their jobs. So at 97%, and I think a lot of that has to do with the employee-owned business. That's a great idea. You're not you're not owned by you're not a publicly owned company. You're privately owned, and it's and it's owned by the people working there. So everyone's pulling together to make that company well, great and profitable. And that's not, exciting. We're not we play the long game. Okay. <clears throat> right. We can be very strategic in our developing our business plans. You know, we got to make money. I mean, you've been in business. You know, you got to make money. You got to make money. Have to maximize making money. We we do things like uh, we've got a, a a division called Radiance University, and we spend a lot of time and, and energy in, uh, investing in our employees, training our employees, educating our employees, uh, and so. You know, we're able to, to, we make money, we grow the stock price, but we're able to play the very long game, be able to sustain our business, grow it at a reasonable rate, but not at a growth at all costs kind of mentality. Well, um, you mentioned making money. Obviously, that's uh, the aim of most businesses, but what are you concerned about what's going on with the economy right now? Oh, yeah. You know, anybody I think is running a business is concerned about the economy right now. Um, you know, cost of credit's going up. Uh, we're having the we're having to raise salaries by a substantial amount because of inflation. Uh, you know, here. So at the end of the day, we talk about the near peer thing, uh, and we got a real enemy and. I wonder how much the economy is going to restrict our ability to actually be able to do the things we need to do to counter that threat. Because you, you, you just money don't grow on trees, you know, and you just can't print it. You just can't print it and just say, oh, we're going to spend more money and we're just going to create money. We see what's happening partially the inflation problems because we've been creating too much money. Right. So, yeah. Concern, but but at the end of the day, I feel like we're diversified enough. We're in the right market spaces, um, and so Radiance will be good. We may be dampened in our ability to grow, but we'll continue to grow, and uh, we will continue to be financially solid. Look, we're a very conservatively run company. Mm -hmm. uh, moving into Shreveport, Bossier. Okay, we've done the analysis. We know there's a good business uh, reason for us to be there. Right. Well, uh, I think uh, I'll just go ahead and speak for the entire community and say we're glad you're here. We're glad you're coming. And uh, you've already done some great things for the community. It looks like you're getting ready to do a whole bunch more. Yeah, very exciting. Well, we love Shreveport. That's all I am. Shreveport, Bossier, Barksdale. I was on Barksdale not too long ago. And, uh, you know, it just 
warms the cockles of my heart every time I wind up on that base because it's just like deja vu all over again, right? <laughs> man, what a great I'm a little bit older and hopefully a little bit wiser. Yeah. A little, little older and a little wiser. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. All right, Bill, thanks for being with us today. We're going to call it a wrap on this one, but very eye-opening. There was some really good information yes, in this program. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Appreciate uh, you. All right, Bill Bailey from uh, Radiance Technologies. And, uh, man, he is going to be a great uh, citizen, great. corporate citizen for yeah. this community, huh? Mm -hmm. Good things going on. I told uh, you you'd be excited with today's he guest. Is. I, I There was a lot of really good information. <laughs> yeah. In All right, we thank him for being here. We thank you for joining us for this podcast of Good to Know Shreveport Brozier, brought to you by the Committee of 100 and, of course, KTBS-TV. Remember to tell everybody about this podcast. We'll have new content every other Wednesday as we uh, talk about uh, all kinds of good things and uh, economic development and positive initiatives going on in our community. For uh, Paul Reeser, I'm Jeff Bynfor. Thanks for being with us, everybody. And of course, as always, everything you heard today is good to know. Have a good one.